to this series that we've titled Waiting for Daylight. And we're looking at the hope that God promises on life's dark nights. And, and in this series, we're making our way through Psalm 23. Last week, we looked at the famous verse 4. We talked about how God walks with us even through life's darkest valleys. Today, I want to look at the, the last line in that famous verse 4, where he says, your rod, David writes, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Or with your rod and your staff, you protect me. And so today I want to talk about the protection of God. When life feels like it's flooding with trouble, when there's a virus that's overtaken our country, for example, when we are flooded with fear, then the Bible reminds us that God protects. And that's what David writes about in this famous Psalm 23, verse 4. He says, with your rod and your staff, you protect me. You see, the protection that God offers us, it's one of David's reoccurring theme. We don't just have a God who walks with us. We have a God who protects us with his mighty hand, with his rod and his staff. One of my favorite Psalms where David writes about this, in fact, he dedicates the entire Psalm to it, is Psalm 91. The entire Psalm is about the protecting hand of God. And I want to invite you to even make this Psalm 91 a Psalm that you claim God's promises in during this virus season. If you're following along at home, I'm going to invite you to read it with me and just or read with me in just a second. But this psalm I've heard practically my entire life because when I was six years old, my family moved, most of you know, to the world's thickest rainforest in Liberia, West Africa. We lived in the jungle, deep in the jungle. And so my mother would claim this, this psalm from the day we landed because it talks about how we will be protected from snakes. We'll be protected from viruses and plagues. And there were a lot of them to be afraid of. There was malaria. There was Belharzia. There were parasites. Uh, there, were, there was the green mamba, the five-step mamba. There was the spitting cobra. The, you, we had all of it. So my mother kept reciting this psalm that talks about God's promises to protect. So as all of us need that protection right now, I want you to claim these promises as I read. I'm going to start reading in verse 1, Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, the El Shaddai. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalk in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys by midday, or the virus that destroys by midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand on your right hand, but it will not come near you. Verse 9. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your home. Don't you love that? For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion, the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. I'm going to pause there for just a minute. I can't, I can't keep reading until I tell you about this. So, of course, in Liberia, we had snakes. We even found them in our bedrooms a couple of times. 
But a few years ago, I was traveling back to Liberia with a number of people from the Grove to help rebuild the African Bible College after the, after the Civil War. And so I knew that, that I had some cousins that knew electrical and did electrical work. So I recruited them to go with us. Well, we started the flight. We had like a 30, hour, 30 hours of travel time. We changed planes in Brussels. We had these long nine, 10 hour flights to get to Liberia. And the whole way, my cousins kept asking me the same question. They kept saying, so Palmer, we hear there's a lot of snakes in Liberia. Am I going to get bit by a snake? I said, you're not going to get bit by a snake. They said, Palmer, how about when we're sleeping? There's, you know, there's the Gaboon Viper that's out at night. What are we going to do with that, Palmer? There's the spitting cobra. What are we going to do? I said, listen, you're not going to get bit by a snake. You know, I lived there for half my life. I've never been bit. Finally, we land, and there's still, we have this 10-hour drive through the bush from Monrovia to get to Yakepa in the mountains, and they're still asking me about the snakes. And finally, I said, after 36 hours of travel time, I said, listen, guys, I'm going to guarantee you're not even going to see a snake. I said, there's snakes deep in the, in the rainforest, but you're not even going to see a snake. So finally, we arrive in Yakepa. The sun is setting. It's almost dinner time. So I said, hey, guys, let's stretch our legs. Follow me down to the river here. We've got a river right on the edge of the college campus. And so we walk up to the banks. We're looking around. It's a beautiful Liberia evening when one of my cousins yells, hey, Palmer, should we be concerned about these two green snakes coming up the banks toward us? And I look, and here's two green mambas coming straight at us. I was like, run, they're five-step mambas. (laughs) And so... I try to guarantee them safety, but I can't do that. But God does. And he, by the way, we didn't get bit. We didn't get bit. We did come out ahead in that one. But God keeps promising us protection from him when we make our dwelling with him. Okay, I want to pick up our reading, and I want to finish this Psalm 91 reading from the Passion Translation. Okay, I'm going to pick up in verse 14. I will greatly protect you. Wow, what a great line. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. That promise is for you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. And you'll feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You'll be satisfied with a full life, with all that I do, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. How do you like those promises from God? And and I share that with you today to remind you that all of us can claim these promises of God, especially in this virus season. You know that the Jewish rabbis love this psalm so much and its claim for protection. They would tell people who were sick, they would say, pray this psalm, recite it, read it seven times in a row, and then you'll be made well. I don't know if that always happens, but that's how much they believed in the promises of God. They, they called this on, the rabbi called this psalm the sword of the Bible. They said, because with it, you cut the darkness out of our lives. And even you can cut, the, they said, the sickness out of your life. That's what, that's what David promises as he recites this. I want to go back through this psalm and just pull out a few key lines that really jumped out at me. The first line is this. In, in verse 1, it starts with this word, with these words, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Almighty will make, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Whoever makes your dwelling with me, he says, this word 
dwelling is yeshab in Hebrew. Yeshab means to sit down. How do you like that? Sit down in the presence of God. And isn't it true? I think right now is our sit down season. We're stuck, quarantined at home. So sit down with God. Make this time a time with God in his presence. And then David says, in the shadow of the Almighty, and he will protect you. This word Almighty is one of the great names for God, El Shaddai. It means he's the all-sufficient one. He's the almighty one. He's the one with his mighty right hand. He protects you with his rod and his staff, like David said in Psalm 23. So claim that. Move down a few lines. Verse 3, we read this. He will cover you with his feathers. He will cover you and give you a place of refuge. Claim that, that God will cover you. God will protect you because he has these great hands that are like a bird's wings that a mother bird covers its small chicks with to protect them from the enemy. God protects you like that. Right now we're in a season of trying to protect ourselves with by wearing masks covering our face or gloves covering our hands or hoodies covering our heads. Would you also say, God, cover me? Just claim those simple words. God, cover me. God, cover my family. God, cover my home. God, cover my workplace. And, and writers of scripture like David say, and he will do that and he will protect you. As we keep reading through this psalm, there's this great line. I will, it comes from verse 14, but really it's the thesis for the entire psalm where David says this. God says, I will greatly protect you. That's the whole idea here. And it echoes his words from Psalm 23, where he says, with my rod and my staff, I will comfort you. With my rod and my staff, I will protect you. You see, David was a shepherd who knew that the shepherd's job was not just to feed the sheep. It wasn't just to find green grass and good water. The shepherd's job, one of his great responsibilities was to protect the sheep. And David's point is, God does this for you. He's the good shepherd. He's the strong, the almighty shepherd. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, we read that David, he goes to visit his brothers who are in the the Hebrew military fighting for King Saul. And the whole army is shut down and hiding because of Goliath. You You know the story well, 1 Samuel 17. And so David sees all the fear. So he goes and he finds King Saul and he says, hey, I can, kill, I can kill the giant for you. And Saul was like, what? You can't do that. Look at how small and skinny you are. You're like a teenager. You can't do it. David says, listen, I'm a shepherd. I protect my sheep. I've killed bears with my bare hands. I've killed lions with my slingshot. So let me go after this giant. Well, Saul has nothing to lose, so he lets him go. And David slays the giant. Why? Because he got his training on the battlegrounds protecting his sheep. And David's whole whole point in these Psalms is you have a God who is the good, strong shepherd who protects you with his mighty hands, protects you in every way in this life. So claim that promise. Pray those promises. I want to read verse 5 and 6 again. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plagues or the viruses that come at midday. 
As we read that, we just need to pause and say, God, thank you for this kind of very clear promise. And like I said, my mother claimed these promises for my family the, the entire time we lived in Africa. She claimed these promises for the 50. She's still claiming them. She just came back a week ago from Malawi, still claiming this promise. She claimed it when Ebola hit Liberia. They wouldn't, my mother and father wouldn't leave I remember when I contracted malaria for the first time, I was seven years old. We hadn't been in Liberia long, and I was sick. I had chills and a fever, and I felt like I was going to die. And so my mother got on this shortwave radio, and she was able to connect with a doctor in the capital city 200 miles away. And she got this doctor on the radio, and she said, my son is sick. That's me. He's very sick. I could tell she was concerned. I could hear her from the other room. We're in a bamboo mat house, so the walls didn't hold any sound in. And she's saying, I'm wondering, should we put him on an airplane? There's a Cessna 180 that we could call in and fly him to Monrovia. And in the other room, as sick as I was, sweating and with a fever of like 100 and something, I'm like, Please, doctor, please say yes, because I wanted to make that flight to the city. Because in the city, I knew, A, there was a beach right by the ELWA hospital in Monrovia. B, there was the Mandarin Chinese restaurant on Broad Street. And then there was a bowling alley down on Randall Street. So I just, I, even though I was sick, I still wanted to make the flight. And then the doctor says, no, I think he'll be fine. How would he know from that far away? He says, just put him on, and he names a medication you've heard of recently. He says, put him on, put him on some hydrochloroquine. I was like, what? And he, then he says, he'll heal fine. And so my mother comes in and starts giving me chloroquine three times a day until I was well. I never did get the flight to Monrovia until months later, which was a bit of a bummer, but I did heal. That's the, that's the point here. You know, so David says in this psalm, even the sicknesses that come through our homes, through our cities, through our country, around the world, God will protect you. So claim those promises. Psalm 91 reminds us that 24 hours a day, I love the way David says, whether it's in the middle of the night or it's in the middle of the day, 24 hours a day, you have a God working to protect you. Verse 7, look, look at that with me. We read this. A thousand may fall at your right side. Ten thousand uh, may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. For the Hebrew people, when they mentioned the right hand, they, they meant it's right here. Like it's immediate. It's all around you. And maybe you felt like people all around you have been sick. My, one of my brothers texted me yesterday and said, my nephew, John, John Chen Chen has contracted coronavirus up in Michigan. I was like, so we started praying for him and we're praying for his healing. But my point is there's these viruses all around that even my own family, my own nephew has been fighting. But God can protect and God can heal. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we miss that. But my invitation for you today is to claim his protecting work for your family, for your work. May he protect your jobs for your life. And then David ends with these words. Verse 11, he says, he will command his angels to guard you. How do you like that? He sends his angels to protect you. Verse 12, and they will lift you up with their hands. God promises to that. Verse 15, I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence. 
These words, I hope, speak to your heart. And then finally, he says, and I will give you life. You see, this promise of life that God gives, it isn't just for now. It's life that extends for eternity. It's life forever. And this Easter week, that's the saving work of Jesus Christ. So claim that that's a life that he gives. Make these final words from Psalm 91 your prayer today. As he says, you will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you. For you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. If you say, the Lord is my refuge. And if you make the most high your dwelling place, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your home. Claim this, verse 16, I will be your glorious hero. Those are the promises that God gives us in Psalm 21 through David, I mean 23, and then Psalm Psalm 91. May you feel and sense and know the presence of God is all around you and his great protecting hand is over you right now. This week, know that. Have peace.